Why do we do it? Why do we watch horror films and read horror novels and play horror video games? Stick around. Pain. Not the pain. The pain of being dead. I can feel myself rot. It's reading right, man. Look, you're not reading it right. Um. Shit. Welcome. Ass motherfuckers, is that good? You like that? That's yeah. That's how we do it now. We open yeah. up with swearing <laughs> at the audience. We don't. We don't like sugarcoat you. We don't thank you. We don't welcome you. We just immediately just start just breaking you down on a uh, mental and molecular level <laughs> for being here. So thanks. Why? Why are you here? We hate you for it. Why haven't you left yet? You. I- yeah, thank you for being here, actually, because yes, uh, yes, we please. love doing this, and please don't leave. you are please why don't we're leave here. Unfortunately, this episode, we're going to be missing Dustin due to scheduling conflicts, but this week we are doing, oh my god, I love this movie so much, uh, Ghoulies 2. 1987, Ghoulies Dose. Um... Which some people compare to Gremlins. Now I I will I will say that mainly just from I think the sounds and the puppetry the puppet work from um you know John Carl Beekler who is a god among men but I think that this also can lend itself in the annals of horror movie history where it's the second movie is better than the first not just my opinion but others also I have mean, that kind of opinion I almost um yeah, I think in my deepest heart of hearts, just because I saw Gremlins 2 more, I like Gremlins 2 more than the first one. Now, I- Gremlin, now, Gremlins 2 in and of itself is a a madhouse. It's, it's, it's insane. Warner Brothers gone bananas. You've got spider gremlins. You've got bat gremlins. You've got, you got vegetable gremlins. You've got lady gremlins. you got Christopher Lee You've got fucking, you've got fucking um, the guy who played the 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 main howling uh, Robert Picardo, who was like the main guy who was Eddie Quisp from the Howling, who played the. I know that that, that that's off the top of my head, so you, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, but I can't tell you about a credit score. But I got that in my back pocket if you need it. And you got you still have Phoebe Cates, who is very true. My ultimate crush from my childhood. Uh, and you have. Isn't. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I never. When I was younger, I never watched Fast Time. Fast Times at Ridgemont High was not something that was in my bubble, but. It happens. Um, Gremlins was. And Drop Dead Fred was. So. Oh, Drop Dead Fred. Oh, that movie. Like, I think those movies are in this weird kind of. Uh, timeline of a, of a specific timeline of a child's life i feel like it's like that young preteen adult where you're like wow this is really neat and you're like you're like this is really cool and it's just enough weird shit like there's not really monsters in drop dead fred but like as far as like gremlins 2 boom you got the full cavalcade of, yep. of monsters and just fantasy mind-altering shit is what i'm getting at they they knew what they were doing anyway yeah so Gremlins is on the same track in a sense. It's um, it's little, little creatures. Each of them is different, and they have their own unique abilities, uh, uh, and person- personalities, personalities, I would and say. Uh, physical 
deformities, I guess you would say. I would say that uh, uh, attributes also. Uh, attributes, well, I would say yeah. like, yeah, ghoulies is a little bit more uh, Satan driven. Gremlins yeah. is more um, just monster, you know, whatever Twilight Zone driven. Now, Espe- in- I was going to say, especially in Ghoulies 2, um, they more. are referred to as demons and rats mm-hmm. a ton. So. Now, the now how I broke them down into is I've got like little booger, I've got nosy Steve, cat boy, big frog boy, and bat sack. Okay, because he looks Hold like on. a stretched out ball sack. Hold on, are those the official names? No, 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 no. That's what I. That's me. Me say so, that. So this is what I call them. All right. So there's the main ghoulie, who has the ridge back and the bald head, and he always laughs like. <laughs> He's got a lot of like he goes like ah, ah, a lot of breathy like a lot of breathy sensual goblin esque tones yes. like this is kind of yeah. weird, very like high pitch shit. You have him, and then you have the what I would call the werewolf dog, and that's probably nosy, nosy. That's nosy Steve, nosy yeah. Steve, because his nose moves a lot. He's very doggish. He looks like a miniature version of a werewolf. He's like ah cha 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 cha. I'm a freaking I'm a I'm a demon over here. Hey. And then you have the cat, which is very just deliberately a cat cuz it meows. He, but he doesn't just meow, he makes the literal sound, the word meow. He's like meow. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> but also has like hooked legs. Like his whole appearance He has hooves. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Like you're not a cat or a goatman or a demon like you're just a, a cavalcade of just a bunch of shit like what is happening even with you and then we we go to what i call the sewer shark which i think is what you call the frog i call him big frog boy big frog boy he looks like a sewer shark character if you guys have ever, ever seen um sewer sharks oh right? no yeah i i have i do like how he looks like, like when- a sewer shark alligator Exactly. I like how when he's like not moving, when he's sitting down, his legs go up. He looks, he looks like a like a big dog that has like hip dysplasia. Like his legs are going like yep. to one side. It's like he's just in pain. <laughs> yep. But then like when he scoots around, he just goes. He scurries around on his like little salamander belly. He's like, <laughs> yep, yep. What the fuck kind of motion system is that? <laughs> And then you have the wonderful, the elusive banshee reptile. What are what the fuck is this? I thing? call him the bat sack because he looks like if you click your ball sack, and I'm, I apologize, my apologies across the board for this. Looks like if you take like your 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 fellows, if you take like your testicle sack and you spread it out, and it gets flat, but then you put like a mouth on it, and he just swoops in and out. He looks like. It looks like okay. Remember, like the monsters, or not the monsters, but whatever the the aliens from um, that movie, uh, the Puppet Masters. Yeah, the Donald Sutherland. It looks like that, but like if it's got like a demon face and he goes like meh, and he makes cat noises. That's exactly what it's like. I love that fucking guy. Is all I'm saying. He's a definite like you've got two ups. So to to, to preface this, this is uh, Ghoulies two. There was a Ghoulies 1. Now, Ghoulies 1, if if people that know this, is crazy. It is a fucking crazy-ass movie. We've mentioned it before on this podcast um, from the RoboCop episode. uh, One of the the, the raper guys, the the dick gets shot in the guy. He was one of the main guys in Ghoulies. So the movie takes place. It's about a guy. He gets inherited a house who his uh, 
uncle or grandfather, somebody died, I can't remember. He gets hold of a book. His grandfather was a sorcerer, demons, yada, yada, yada. Evil ensues. He summons, yada, yada, yada. Monsters, yada, yada, yada. Glowing green contact eyes, which one looks one way and one looks straight at you because they're <laughs> ill-fitting contacts. Yeah. Um, ghoulies get out at the end. Boom, boom, boom. So ghoulies are still in the universe. But in that movie, there's only like three ghoulies. In this one, we get like at least five or six. I think maybe even seven. Seven. Seven by the end. Yeah. So by the end. So we're not going to spoil that. So we get like upgraded ghoulies. Now, these ghoulies, in the the first one, they were just these shitty small little hand puppets that you could tell that someone was inside them. Like there was a hand inside them. And they were just going like, meh, meh, and just kind of like meandering around in the toilet. Yeah, in the the grass. And like you were just like, okay, I guess they're evil. Uh, All right, right on. Or they're in a tree. This one, no, no, no. They're they're moving around. They're stop motion. Stop uh, motion animation. Like Ray Harryhausen shit going on right here. You've got them, you showed the legs, you showed the tail. They're doing shit. They're flying around. They have wings. They have they're they're high fiving. And they're fucking scooting around. They have agendas, dude. There's a cat with a fucking straight razor that kills somebody. In I want to, yeah, I want to get into that. It turns into like West. <laughs> it turns into like West Side Story. Yeah, yeah. Like this cat <laughs> picks up a, stra- a straight razor and a fucking switchblade. He fucking crybaby some yep. shit. It is fantastic. These, these fucking ghoulies are wrapping people up like mummies and hiding the bodies in this. Literally, <laughs> literally. So yeah, it it's. It follows a uh, it follows a fucking uh, uh, a carnival like a, 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 a specifically a spook house that's yep. in a carnival called Satan's Den. Satan's and Den, it's, and it's uh, it's it's uh, captained by uh, Mr. Ned? Royal Dano, who was Uncle Ned, who was also Gramps from House Two, and was also the old farmer guy in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Who gets and, Give me and, back my boo bear. And he was uh, <laughs> the guy in Space Invaders. Space Invaders. That's right. You said the other night. That's true. He is a fantastic uh, old man character actor who is, looks like he's constantly drunk. He looks like his eyeballs are full of booze the entire time. Yeah, he's, got, he's, like, he's got this voice that sounds like this, and it's great. He's like one of those white-haired old men. Yep. Fantastic. And his nephew is Larry, who drives the truck that they're in. Larry, I don't, he's not a very famous actor that I've seen before. No, a lot of people in this movie were either they were in a lot of shit or they were in nothing ever again. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just, that just seems to be how it is. Or they were in, like, a couple episodes of, like, JAG, or they were in, like, NCIS or Law and Order or something like that, and they just disappeared. Well, as the characters come, I will shout where they're from. So oh, we'll yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got some of that. So Satan's Den, which is the 18-wheeler name that they're driving as their truck, uh, runs into some, like, some truck problems, right? And they call on the radio to Aladdin's Ham. Which is the uh, the the uh, the harem or the uh, you know the the scantily clad women of the carnival, and they're like, but, oh, we're gonna be late. But why does it have to be Aladdin's ham? Ham. Well, 
Well, because you can't call it Steve's ham because that sounds crazy, dude. Would you go see something <laughs> called Steve's ham? I wouldn't even pay money to get into that. But you see Aladdin's ham? ham? Right no. now, if somebody told me that Aladdin's ham was down the street over the bridge, I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah I got to go. I got I to gotta go see this. That's what? just me. And then they're opinion. going to they're going to Greenville. Was that Greenville, South Carolina? That's what it sounds like, even though that um, this was shot primarily in like Rome or Italy. Um, was most, it? Most of the extras were like Italians that spoke no English. Oh, that makes whatsoever. sense. Yeah, we've got cause... a we've we've got a fucking we've got a troll two situation here, an Italian like a heavy Italian you know, language barrier. Yeah, the strong man is like, we help you to. That guy, oh, that scene, dude. He, (laughs) I I was watching it today, and I was like, I've seen this movie like a hundred times. I'm like, what the? He's like, he says trouble. No, it's not here. We leave till they stay go. Like, yeah, (laughs) yes, that also, which makes him sound Russian, but yeah, yeah. very much. Yeah, so the truck's having problems. Basically, it cuts to a priest running with a bag, a, a burlap sack. Obviously, there's ghoulies inside, right? Obviously, there's ghoulies inside. We don't really know what's inside, but they're all, he's also being chased by these red-cloaked red dwarves. Yeah. Looks like the dwar- the little dwarves from Phantasm yeah, are I, chasing him. This is where I was uh, very confused, because I don't remember. Were these... Was this like a continuation of the end of the first Ghoulies film? Well, no, no, because because in the first one... Spoiler alert for Ghoulies uh, Uno... Ooh. Is that there were there was no there were no worshippers. These are apparently worshippers, like some sort of or dare I say cult members. So how how uh, long in the future do you think this is? I don't know. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like I don't know if they're if they're worshippers or if they are if they summon the ghoulies or if they are providing some sort of a a service or if they're harboring or protecting the ghoulies. I mean, they are um, full on red, fucking. They almost look like KKK fucking robes, and they've got axe handles. No axe. Yeah. Uh, it's just wooden axe handles. There's no weapon. There's no metal on the end of it. It's just these. Just they went to like Ace Hardware, and they were like, "We don't want to pay for the entire axe. Can we just get this piece of wood? We've got ten bucks each. And can we o- just have this?" The oddest part about it is they're only in the film for two seconds. And they give up easily. Like they run, he runs. This, this priest runs into a random garage. Garage, yeah. And, and they're like, "Ah, oh, we got. He must be around somewhere else. Let's go." Boom. And so this priest walks into this random garage in the middle of fucking nowhere. Just so happens to be the one garage that has a huge vat of just acid, and it says "extremely toxic waste" toxic on it. Toxic chemicals. Yep. And it's got like mist. And like smoke coming out of it, and I'm like, yeah, I've been to those those oil chain shops. Everywhere I go to, I just walk <laughs> in. There's like, you know, you got like wrenches, you got like fucking like oil canisters, and you have like your extremely dangerous chemical vat. Pro- probably which, like a uh, what would you call it? Like a fifty gallon drum of enormous. It's got yeah, like yeah. It, it's far too much. People burn things in those barrels in North Carolina. That's true. Maybe that's the maybe that's like the generic <laughs> like need to get rid of evidence barrel at your uh, every general sitco that you stop at. Like you got some shit you need to throw away. It's gonna cost you eight dollars. And, and the priest, the priest is pumped about it too. He's like, "Holy shit! 
thank you, Lord. There's this chemical barrel I can throw these demons in. I've been searching for so long for these chemicals. And he throws the fucking demons in, and that flying bat ball sack swoops him, the banshee, I call him, and knocks him in, right? One fell swoop, just a full-grown man um, hit by a, a creature the size of a laptop, in like 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 the laptop, like, yeah. like uh head over heels uh, or heels overhead rather into <laughs> a giant vat of acid in one fell swoop without taking a step and guess guess who survives it ain't the priest the ghoulies sure. from hell duh because they're from hell jeez they're not the, dying in no freaking man acid and then satan's den Shows up there because their truck's breaking down, and they end up getting ghoulies on board. And what what do you call it? Uh, uh, ghoulies they just, on they hitch, board. They <laughs> they hitch a ride, basically. They sure but, do, and it, sh- it shows the it, it shows Batsack. He's flying to it, and they all like creep in. And it, oh, this is something that occurs a lot in the film, and I don't think it occurred in the first film. The Ghoulies themselves are very aware of how this truck looks and how the demons portrayed on Satan's den look. And it and it almost seems like they are happy and intrigued by this. Did you feel the same way? Like No, I I did because like Little Booger, the green he's okay, well, Little Booger for everyone is the main ghoulie. The one that's on all the packages, the big green boy. You know he's like a he's bugger. always coming out of the toilet. Always out of the toilet. He, he he's gonna get you in the end and again. Um. So yeah, he looks up and he sees like it says Satan's den. He goes ah. he goes ah ah. His little like weird like yeah <laughs> erotic breathing demon sound that he makes and he's excited. This is Satan's den and there's little monsters on the side of it and they all look up. And they're like ah me too. I love this and they're very excited and they they, they make they're making these weird body cooing motions that yep. this is this is the place to be for me because we're demons who just survived acid and god knows what so let's get on this truck so they get on the truck and they're off to the car yeah because ned's drunk and he left the door open also i love these versions of drunk old just just these drunk old men like yeah, Fred, sure. like Fred Gwynn esque type of just these white haired, just drinking Chivas Regal out of a fucking glass <laughs> small bottle for no reason, wearing like their dungarees. Like, I don't give a fucking keeping the brown bag on it, too. Oh, it's for, for what? Who's who's the bag hiding the bottle from? Like, who are you hiding from? <laughs> I think we just cut to Sir Nigel. Sir Nigel is the next person we meet in this film. Sir Nigel is a very prominent little person actor. He's been in Willow at this point. He was in, hang on, I had a whole thing right here. Let me, uh, because he um, is, he's been in so many things. His name is, his name is Phil Fondacaro. Fondacaro. Um, he has been in so fucking much. He was in the Black Cauldron. He was oh, the wow. voice of the Creeper in the Black Cauldron. He was in the Garbage Poke Kids movies. He's been in Star Trek. I mean, not Star Trek, uh, Star Wars. 
He was in Willow. He was, let's, okay, let's not forget his most prominent role, which I always remember as the movie, the first troll movie, where he got, he was, uh, oh, fuck. He was living in the apartment complex, and the troll turns him into, like, a little goblin elf troll like a little small little troll so they make up john carl beekler makes a little puppet of him john carl beekler again in this movie makes a little puppet of him who's like this animatronic greasy creature him with the mustache and the beard and the hair and he's like (laughs) and he's like moving around and shit holy shit man really fucking weird um this guy is an accomplished actor the one thing that i always remember him in um well, not always, but he was in Land of the Dead, George Romero's Land of the Dead. He was like the guy who was running the pit at the downtown where they oh, had yeah. like the, where they had like the zombie fights and shit. Yep, yep. He wore the cowboy hat and he was like, Give me a shot, give me my pistol. Dude, he's he's he's, he's a rat yeah, he's a rad fucking actor. Like yep. he is a he is he's, he's fantastic. He plays Sir Nigel. Um, he's a Sir thespian Nigel. actor. Yeah. He is thespian, master thespian. Yeah, thespian. And I'm... he is playing. They have him wearing like this gorilla goblin suit. Because uh, he's a part of uh, Satan's den. Yeah, he's a he's main. Like one, he's like one of the Barkers. Yeah, yeah, he's a main part of the carnival, but he's also very prominent in Satan's den. And then. At the same time that we meet him, we meet Mr. Harden, which is the carnival owner's son who's come in to take over the carnival and make it lucrative. The quintessential stuffed shirt Mr. Manager of the movie. The guy who comes in to ruin everybody's fun. He's like, he's basically like, my dad own this company and I'm the young guy and, and this it, isn't it, it seems like he's about to take over and if it's not making money he doesn't want to inherit it is what yeah. it seems like he's yeah. he's coming in to basically audit he's doing what the what the what the uh, uh remember the bobs from office space they yep. come in and they like yep. make sure like what would you say you do here and if you don't do a good job they kick you the fuck out so basically that's what he's doing but he's Mr he's Mr suit Mr suit best he wears his uh, mirrored sunglasses at night at all times, the super puffy hair, yep. and he's just being a general dick. So, yeah, he's he's, he's barking uh, threats like this uh, better make money or you're out on your ass. You better make money, yada, 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 yada. And so everyone's like, well, fuck you. Okay, fine. You know, I noticed when they finally set up Satan's Den, I was shocked at how big this fucking attraction is dude versus I, I, what they had on the truck it is oh no massive it's, it's, it's true um also like seeing stuff like this uh every time i watch a movie that has a carnival in it like this like well this or like the movie or like fun house but the fun house um seeing like these big spook rides uh things like that or dark rides rather it makes me wish like Man, what if I would have like followed that dream, which a lot of us have, is like, what if I would have like joined the carnival? Like not at like when I was a child, but like maybe as like a young adult or something like that, and like done this. Like this looks so cool. And granted, it probably would have led to like drug addiction and like maybe being murdered <laughs> or something like that, or just right, right. generalized like awful things could have happened. But like you look at this, you're like, this looks really cool. Like this looks really awesome. Like you look at these movies, 
like look at the the look at the fun house in fun house like that thing is as big as an apartment complex yeah and yeah. it's enormous and it's like honestly the best uh fun house i've ever seen which we're, we're gonna do that on this show don't worry because that's one of my favorite fucking toby hoover movies one of my favorite movies of all time anyway but yeah but you're right like the amount of shit that's on here they just have like a small like maybe like a not even an 18 wheeler when you go to normal fairs or carnivals and you go to the haunted houses it looks they suck. like it looks like an 18 wheeler has like expanded itself transformed a little bit this thing is like multi room not multi floor but it looks like it's probably like 5 to 6000 square feet like of like different rooms yeah and in each room has got an animated uh torture uh chamber and all these were actually like really working torture machines like the the, the pendulum oh yeah the, uh, the 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 guillotine like all that shit in this movie they were all actually like that's real metal like all that shit is like actually dangerous um electricity all this shit that's not fit on a truck like it looks super cool like i think it's i mean of course it's the the, the suspension of disbelief but i've been in a lot of dark rides I've never been in a dark ride that looks that fucking cool. Every right, dark right. ride I've ever been in is fucking straight garbage. It's like going <laughs> through a car wash. It's, it's like basically going through like a shitty gar- car wash in the in like a, a crackhead neighborhood. It's just fucked up. You go in and there's like some broken lights and something goes, ah, something yells at you and then you get out. Like that's it. You basically are just shoved around in this dark area. You see maybe it's a skeleton with a light bulb in its mouth and it goes, ah! That's basically what I've experienced in those rides. No, and you're not wrong. I remember um, this was probably about maybe three years, three or four years ago in Minnesota. I went to like one, I, I got in one of the dark rides. Like I made it a point to ride all the dark rides that I, that, that, at the Minnesota State Fair. Because Minnesota State Fair is like fucking enormous. And I was like, I'm going to go into these. So we went into all of them. And I went into one and you go in and everything's, it's just dark. Literal dark ride. It looks like there's plastic, black plastic on the floor. And I'm like not expecting a lot. And everything we stop at, it's just lights. And it, it lights up a hole in the wall. And every single thing it lights up on is a broken bust of like, just like a statue. That's it. There's no face. It's just broken. And it goes like, honk, yeah. <laughs> red light. And then it goes like, cha, 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 cha honk green light and i'm like oh okay so yeah so totally agree that's this is way better than that i think is what our point is it's fantastic there's all kinds of cool shit there's like fire there's all kinds of cool shit there's uh you know whatever it's 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 the uh it's the dark ride you've always wanted and And more the drunk guy ned apparently used to be a magician called the great Fausto, the great Fausto, the great Fausto, and his nephew Larry wants to be a magician too. I think he's partially there to learn from his uncle, but he ends up. They just kind of get caught up in the the carnival life, right? Would you say? He just, he, yeah, he just ends up being John Cougar Mellencamp. That's it. Oh, oh my God! This is one of the most bizarre parts coming up of the film. Um, well, not bizarre, just cringy, I guess. So you see this girl dancer and she's talking to her boss 
and she's saying, yeah, I have some time. I need to take off, blah, 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 blah. And the boss is like, well, if you do that, you're going to be fired. And immediately this girl just drops this animal that's in her arm, drops her cat. Oh, yeah, the yeah the cat that she was just uh, either found or she was gifted. Yep. The thing's name is Little Muffy. So she starts going around the carnival, and she asks the strong man, she's like, have you seen my little Muffy? And he's like, who hasn't? Oh, who hasn't? And she says, oh, I mean my cat, you asshole. She obviously is going to be the first to die to the ghoulies. Oh, yeah. Who are, yeah, who she's, are inside yeah, she, of Satan's den just hanging out, playing around. And so you see her like looking for uh, her, her, for her muffin. Her muffin. And you start, you, well, you start to hear not her, not her vagina, but you know, an actual cat. So you start to hear this. Meow, meow, which is obviously not coming from a cat creature, but from a ghoulie who is. I mean, it sounds like a cat. cat. Well, yeah, in a cartoonish sense of the word, the cat is going meow, meow. And so she just she walks into Satan's den and she's like looking around and you see this is so great. You see fucking the cat boy. Dude picks up a fucking straight Straight razor. razor. Like he's a fucking, like he's a fucking out of crybaby. It just picks up this fucking straight razor, and she reaches into this uh, to to like a, a coffin because she keeps hearing the cat noise. He like slices her hand up, like he's got a bit like it's a pr- like it's like it's like he's in prison, like shit. <laughs> and then like all the ghoulies attack her, and they and they get her. Like on what do you the call ground. what do you They've call the main guy again? Uh, little little booger. booger. Little booger yeah, is little like booger. slurping these sounds that they make for these uh, ghoulies. Are insane. Yes, really. Like it sounds like this, listeners. I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> he is little bugger is like chewing on her hands and they're attacking her, and that's what it sounds like. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. And like, don't get me wrong. Like the the puppetry and the special effects are light years better from the first. Oh, it's one. it's great. Sound, yeah. The, the sound is like, what the fuck actually even John Carl Beekler? Uh, but anyway, oh, my God. So, yeah. So, uh, Catboy walks on her tummy with his little, you see his little feet, and he's got little hoovies. Not cat feet. He's got little goat Yeah, hoobies. that was shocking to me. And then he uh, straight razors her. Razors. But wait. Straight razors her. Ah, uh, I didn't even mean to say that, but yeah. Boobachish. And um, Write that down. Eventually, um, Ned sees him, and he's yeah. very shocked by it. Well, he, he pulls Little Booger out of his hat because he's kind of doing like a half-assed magic ceremony because he finds like a, a, a little black, a dark magic book or whatever. He pulls Little Booger out of his hat, and he freaks out. He goes, I've got the DTs. <laughs> I'm seeing things. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's so fucking good. How many times have we can all say that we've all said that out loud? I got the DTs. I got the DTs. I think it cuts pretty quickly to other people going into Satan's den after this. This is where we see for the first time. Oh, girl. Oh, boy. Um, This is the perverted little brother from Night of the Demons. He returns That's to true. us in Bodacious Boobies. Yes. Yeah. His name is Donnie 
Uh, I mentioned that he was the host on Wild and Crazy Kids on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Shit, I forgot yeah. about that. Um, he and his friend are going into Haunted House, is what I referred to it in my notes. And they're trying to, like, get scared. They're obviously very skeptical about the whole thing. And th- he's not having it. He's no, not he's having not. it at all. And then... He's that he's that cool kid. Like man, fuck this. This ain't scary. Fuck yeah, yeah. He kicks a fake mummy in the yeah. head. He says he says fucking Dracula, or, or he says fucking mummy or something and like that. And then it cuts back to um, kind of. I guess he's kind of important. He's the radio guy, is what I refer to him as. He's a just a shithead kid. He has a boombox that he goes around. Oh with. wait, are we are are we gonna glance over these kids? Wait, we're not glancing over them. No, no, no. Oh man! Oh, th- these are these are no, these no. are spectacular. These kids are amazing. Uh, so it's a dude with a radio. It's the main guy. He's mm-hmm. got a radio. His tunes. His, his he tunes. calls him his tunes. His friend, who's not really his friend, who is wearing vest. It's like a hippie vest with like fringe on the back. He's got two girls with him, um, and then another guy who is actually one of the stars from Days and Confused. And also Halloween Four. Halloween Four. Grady from Halloween Four, which we I like to commonly refer to him as Doctor Eyebrows because his eyebrows are everywhere, and he gets his head crushed. But yeah, he is in yep. this. He is a um, he's a horny teenager, basically, right? Who isn't? He's wearing a Copenhagen hat. He's trying to fuck at a carnival. They, they all go in. Blasting wasp. Blasting wasp. Oh, Scream until yeah. you like it. They're blasting yep. wasps. Blackie Lawless is coming out of every speaker, every detachable speaker. They go in, especially the, the older teenagers. They go in, they're hanging out, they're kind of necking, hanging out. I get necking is a term that hit people use, right? It's great. It's, it's when you it's it's when you put hickeys on people and you get in trouble. Uh so they're hanging out in there and um I guess so the basic gist of it is the dude with the radio and his girlfriend, he gets bit? Well, no, I think he gets what the fuck does he get? He gets stabbed. Okay, so let, let's 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 uh let's walk it back a little bit. All right. So they go into the they they go in they they're in the spook house. And we also see this in the movie The Fun House, where teenagers go into a fun house at, at a spook house slash dark ride to have intercourse, which is, you know, who isn't trying to do that? You know, I'm going to go to a public place where people are, are, it's like trying to have sex on the vortex at Carowinds. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's like, like, what are you doing? There is nobody coming in and they probably could just hang out in there as long as they wanted to, right? That's very true. So they go into this one part and one of the couples, um, they're like, yeah, let's party. And they turn up the radio and they're playing Wasp, screaming till you like it. Real loud. No, I'm just playing. It's not that. And one couple is, you know, the the owner of the said boombox is jumping up and around, dancing. And then Grady, Dr. Eyebrows, he goes over with his girlfriend or whoever beside a table and they start slow dancing to Wasp. I've never seen anyone (laughs) like fucking slow dance and like neck to Wasp. And like, oh yeah, this is great, baby. So then, yeah, they then they get attacked um, by said ghoulies, and uh, Rat Boy spits green 
Well, they, well, they, well, or Nosy Steve. Um, I, I keep, I keep, I, I'm looking at my notes and I changed his name to Rat Boy and Nosy Steve. So he keeps going back and forth to like um, the, the, the little kids and then the, the older kids. So like, you know, Nosy Steve is in there and he spits this green fucking slimy shit like Nickelodeon Gak. He spits it on both. He spits it on the young kids. Yeah, all kids, of both of them. The young kids. And yeah. the young kids are like, this is awesome. And then he spits it on uh, Homeboy from Days and Confused. And it locks him and his girlfriend's face together. And they're and his hand on her yeah. boob. <laughs> yep. So he's constantly going to be copping a feeling right? now. Like he's got no choice. So then it goes into like the, the older kids getting attacked by the ghoulies. And like... One of the ghoulies like breaks the dude's fucking boombox, and the guy's like, "Broke my tunes, man!" <laughs> yeah, and like the speakers come off, and it's like one of the boomboxes from like the the '80s that had like the detachable speakers that had the wires on it. You could put it. My sister had like fucking two of those. But the, that things. thing rules because it's red. I've never seen a red version. Oh yeah, so. oh yeah, it's like bright fucking. It's like Camaro red. You're like, damn, that thing is tits, man. It's con- It has to either be playing fucking. Van Halen or what? It has no other choice. It has no choice. So yeah, he's fucking going on about it. He gets they start getting attacked. The the kids run out because they're like, this is better than Epcot Center. And they run in talking about there's this cool shit. And there's like these animatronic rats and these fucking uh No, before that Radio guy's friend. Oh, they ditch him. They're just like, let's ditch uh yeah, what's yeah. his face. And they just leave that dude. Like, what the fuck did that dude even do? Like, they just left. They they, they left a sweater vest. It wasn't even a sweater vest. Uh, it was like leather uh, fringe vest. Yeah, they uh, hippie hippie. Uh, yeah, suede vest. They left suede vest in there to his own devices. So he's just done. He's just fucked. And he gets straight attacked. And they grab him and they put him on the, the stretcher, fucking, uh, torture yeah, rack. Yeah. yeah, the stretcher. And then it's the pit and the pendulum, like Vincent Price. And there's he's going back and forth. And he's like ah. He was like, let me out of here. I'll kick your ass, fuzzball. <laughs> You're like, that's that's going to do it. Like, they're from hell, dude. Are they from hell? Well, well yes. That's, uh, well, I guess. I don't know. I'm assuming. Hell-ish. Yes, we have to go back a little bit. Because the kids go out, like you were saying, pumped about these rats that live in the, the fucking haunted house. And they start telling the crowd about it. My goddamn favorite part of this movie is all the fucking audio that you hear. Oh, the, the ADR that's happening the in the ADR. background. I wrote some of that yep. down. I wrote some of that down. So yeah. when the kids go out and tell everybody about it, the rats and they're, they're explaining everything, you hear guys in the back say, rats, no kidding. I love that stuff. I love, he goes, I love that. <laughs> and then there's some other guy that says, sounds terrific. <laughs> ADR, like random people in the background. I thought that shit was... I fucking laughed so hard about that. I could not stop laughing. Yeah, there's even more when they go back inside. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And the crowd goes in. You know, they're they're looking for the rats. That's all they care about is, hey, where are the rats? Nobody cares about the mummies or Frankensteins. Yeah, and Nigel is dressed up like the little uh, the, the gorilla hobgoblin creature. And he's yelling. And then they, 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 they're like, ah, get out of here. And he calls. He's like, Philistines. Because I'm a, a, an actor, sir. <laughs> yeah. Lesbian. Lesbian. And as the crowd is looking for these rats, they come into the room where they are, and the cat and the dog are wrapping the mummy for where they killed Patty, that dancer girl. 
I thought no, they were they just killed the dude. Oh, they killed the uh, they killed the right. uh, suede yeah, best. Yeah, they killed suede best. For a long time in this movie, I couldn't figure out what they did with the other girl, and then at the end, well, you find out at the end. end. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they wrapped him, which they've like stabbed. There's obviously in the shots like a, a knife stabbed into this person and a little bit of blood coming out and people just think it's like sometimes i feel like sometimes there is a knife and then sometimes there isn't a knife yeah yeah because that's true he was like cut on the pendulum and then a lot of times there's a, a, a dagger inside of him it's <laughs> like what was the cause of death dude? at one point uh the cat pulls it out of him later on yeah yeah that's the best thing about this like in this movie the ghoulies are not afraid to wield weapons or tools like they're very they know how to do with electricity power tools uh knives uh any kind of a bludgeoning tool uh boxing gloves we'll get into that one uh <laughs> any kind of thing that can be used against another creature they're into In the original one they didn't know how to do nope. shit like one like one knew how to eat a tomato and then that was it this one they're fucking like operating machinery like bumper cars and shit. They were like land before time puppets from Pizza Hut in the first movie, and now they're like. I had three of those. <laughs> I had Ducky, and I had uh, well, I had two Duckies, and then I had the Brontosaurus. You know what I'm talking about, then? For a nightmare. The people come into this area, and they see, like I said, they they see the dog and the cat or whatever it is. And they're stoked. They're pumped. They see it pushing them into a tomb, and they're like, they start chanting. Rat, 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 rat. And you hear, and you hear more ADR. You hear, like, someone say, like, isn't that clever? Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> and you hear someone go, you hear someone go like this. You go, remote control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, really close to the fucking thing. And, and as this is happening, as they're being chanted about, all the ghoulies just kind of, like, they take this time and they're like, they look at each other and they just shrug like, oh, yeah, I guess we should just do this. And then they, they fucking, fucking point break high five it. They high five. five. Yes. It's so fucking cool. And they zoom in on the hands when they high five. So, you know, it's real. You're like, that's cool. Like when I saw that when I was younger, I was like, I'm fucking sold. <laughs> Whatever happens in this movie next, it could be about like speedboats having babies. I don't give a shit. Like, it's great now. Like, I'm so... As a person like, this is great. who doesn't remember this film, I thought that was amazing as an adult. Like, I have... Yeah. I have such a weird connection to this movie because when I was a kid, this came on HBO a lot at night when I was a kid. And really? this was like... Well, this came... This was an 87. And I remember it It came on um, either HBO or Showtime or something. I can't remember whichever one it was. But I remember it came on a lot. And this is like, you know, you have like maybe five to ten movies that are in your mind of yes. uh, when you were a kid that kind of like laid groundwork and you can't ever forget it. Like either if it's like scenes or dialogue or music or just like an overall yeah. feeling. This is one of them. I got like this. I got like Fame of the Paradise. I got Buckaroo Banzai. I got like Amadeus. Like this weird shit like yeah. that. Young, young <laughs> that Einstein. Sticks in my head. For me. Yeah, young Einstein. Yeah, and then Ghoulies too. It sticks in there. Um, so, like a lot of dialogue and the scenes in this movie are like set in stone in my brain from when I was a kid that I can like close my eyes and I can be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that," which is just weird as shit to me. Well, it is. It is weird because I have the same things happen to me, like with movies. Yeah, and you, 
you're like they're so vivid in your brain. They're so much part of your childhood that. Well, also, I think it's like you see these movies at a certain time in your life where you are very impressionable. Yeah, that's it's it. Like, yeah, uh, it's like it's like when I was a kid. Like I remember my dad showed me the thing. I was I was probably way too young to see that movie, but I don't really care. It was fantastic, and it made such an impact on me at the time, and still to this day, like forty plus years later, I'm still like that's the best thing I've ever seen. Like still to this day. Like I'm still blown away every single time I've seen it. And it's always going to make it a, make that big of an impression on me, which is why it's still like my favorite movie of any genre of all time forever. And that's always going to be like that, 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 that place in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Yep. This one isn't going to be like that much, but still no. it's like, it takes those little, little seeds of like, whatever. No. Yeah. It's, Anyway, I know what you mean. I guess a, the next big plot point for this is that guy and his friends who came in there. The radio guy is what I call him. I don't know his name. Do you know his name? Uh, the guy with the radio. I don't. I don't remember his name. I just call him. I just call him Tunes. Tunes. He comes back. His friends missing. They realize that the dude they ditched is missing, and he's there with the cops to sue. I think it's after. The carnival shut down, right? Or towards the end. Yeah, it was at night. He's like, I'm going to shut your ass down. And, you know, Mr. Harden, the owner, is kind of trying to cool the situation down. Basically, what happens is, hey. the as they're outside, they're like, nothing's wrong. No, your friend's not in there. We've checked. The I paid off the police and everything is fine. Go away. Yep. The... Power goes out while inside. Uncle Ned's in there, and he's trying to fucking uh, get rid of the demons that he because he is he thinks he is a real magician, and he has these grimoires. Is that is that what they call them? Well, he says that he he pull he goes through like a whole bunch of stuff, and he says like it's like some uh, uh, book of uh, gypsy spells or incantations. yeah, he's like, he's like, incantation of the gypsy or something like that. Just like weird spells from like whatever. And he starts making all these, um, he's he's trying to dispel the evil because he's realized that they are killing people because he finds Mummy yep. Boy. And he's like, this can't be real life. And he's, I've got the DTs. <laughs> I've got to get rid of the demons. So he starts trying to get rid of them. And they're like, no, fuck you. So he gets to straight attack. Uh, uh, fucking the, uh, rat boy. Uh, no cat. No cat boy. No, it's cat boy. Comes out of nowhere like a fucking prison riot and stabs him in the chest with a fucking switchblade yep. knife. But then, um, the main ghoulie, little booger, little booger. Little booger. I never remember that. Little booger, like pulls some fucking electrical cords out of the wall and fucking electrocutes Ned dead. Kills him. As Ned Ned is trying to do like, he's trying to do like incantations and he thinks that he brought them into the world too, which is. He's like, obey me. (laughs) You have to do this. I have to draw a pentagram on the floor and I have to get you out of here and you can't be killing nobody. Oh, you have to obey me. And just keeps going and going and going. You're like. No, you didn't bring us in this fucking world. But we've been here since like the first movie from a uh, uh, green-eyed uh, blonde. Oh, when they sta- when the they st- when he stabs him in the chest, he stabs the cards. 
And he's like, you can't kill me. I'm a magician. (laughs) (laughs) He stabs like a whole deck of cards. He's like, I'm a magician, you pieces of shit. The cops and the nephew find him electrocuted on the floor with that pentagram. He's still breathing. Also, you can see Uncle Ned (laughs) breathing. They're They're like, he's dead. And you can see his chest rising and falling and rising and falling. You know, and at this point, like, Larry is distraught. He finds his uncle dead. And then he just attacks Nigel as he's working on the truck. You remember that shit? Nigel brings him some coffee. He's being so So nice. So sweet. Poor Sir Nigel. And he tells him to fuck off because they're going to lose their jobs. And he starts screaming like, are you in like a dwarf union? And rah, rah, rah. And starts screaming at him. highly inappropriate. It's very inappropriate. It's not okay. You can't say that to him. He's a, he is a thespian. And then Nigel sees the ghoulies finally. He does finally see the ghoul, the, the ghoulies. And he, because he finds a girl's bracelet from the beginning, who is looking for her, uh, her, her, her little, little kitty. Muffy. You know, her little kitty, which is not her ju- no, vagina. No, little Muffy. Um, there's something in this film. So there's the there's this girl that they focus on that Larry is impressed with. She is yes, and yeah, uh, yeah. I, what's her name? Do you remember? Uh, fuck. In the in the movie and in life, I can't remember, but I do know where she's from. How? Well, because she's in the fantastic movie that we all love. Uh, she's in Pumpkinhead. She was the girl who was the religious girl who gets uh, the cross carved in her forehead by Pumpkinhead. Holy shit! Seriously? Did you not know that? Yeah, that's no. her. Yeah. She was uh I can't remember her fucking name. I got it written some down some somewhere in here, but this is so uh, This a movie is yeah. the worst close-ups of her face. And they're absurdly th- they're close. They're so close. Like like to the nose close. Also, when they're having coffee and they're drinking, the tables behind them, I'm pretty certain those are the craft services. Yeah, tables yeah, yeah. <laughs> that for for the actual yep. movie because there's platters of food, there's Coca-Cola's lined up by the 20s. Sprite's lined up with the 20s. There's like plates stacked up. I'm like, that's not carnival food. That's the, the craft services for this actual movie. They're 100% like they're just repurposing. The real yeah, life. like they're repurposing like a motherfucker. Yeah. Like they're just on, like, just use this. I don't fucking care. Which is genius. Well, probably not genius, but I would say smart. So the whole time this is going on, the uh, Mr. Harden Jr. Dr. tried to get rid of Satan's Den as an attraction and he's got such a heart on yeah. him for like no reason. And like, why not anybody? The else? ghoulies are actually making them money. He basically eventually fires Larry and Nigel from their own uh, ride. And I, from what it seemed like Larry and Ned owned Satan's den. And they were like, well, I'll sell to you. And Mr. Harden's like, no, nah, actually fuck you. I'll just take this. Did you understand any of that? I didn't really get that because he was talking to her and he was like, well, he wanted me to, he offered to buy me out and I told him to go to hell. And so it didn't make sense. And then it's like, he took over anyway. And then had a security guard with a double barrel shotgun, which which I thought he was a real cop. 
Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? And also you're, why are you have a, why are you like Elmer Fudd and <laughs> what's happening? And how did you take this over legally? Since this is apparently some sort of an independent, we're going to get into like legalities and shit, <laughs> independent contractor situation where he's renting a booth and this is his property. You can't just do that. Yada, well, yada, yada. That's, Let's get weird like that, about it. I feel like that's his <laughs> tax purposes and whatever. I feel like that's his truck bed and they own every property of Satan's Den and they just basically like rent a spot in the carnival is what it felt like. But apparently not. I feel like that's how most carnivals yeah. work. Like I, I, I'm, I don't have like a lot of carnival um, like mentality, like legalities right, yeah. in, in my back pocket. But from working in like the tattoo industry and like knowing people that have been in the hair industry and like renting booths and like conventions and like con- and like a horror conventions and stuff like that, you have to like pay money for a booth to bring right. your, your things right. to sell or to entertain or to provide a service, then you the, part of your money goes to the people who own uh, said property. It's like you're getting their cut. And so we're getting really <laughs> in-depth in this. <laughs> we're trying to get down to like legal tax property purposes of ghoulies too. Anyway, ghoulies. So. Larry, <laughs> the nephew, he finally sees the ghoulies. <laughs> Even though Ned's told him about them, he doesn't believe them. Ned is kind of a what what you would think of a dreamer. Like he says a lot of like wispy things. Oh well, yeah, but he's like the quintessential drunk old. Yeah, fool. yeah. You're an old fool. You're an old. Those fool. are old dreams. They're all whatever. And then Larry finally sees these ghoulies and uh, is attacked. He gets he gets attacked like straight attacked by like all yep. of them at once on his body. And they show and it. Nigel runs out and he goes out to the front of the uh, haunted house and is like to the cop and the owner and, and all the people out there. And he's like, help, help. You know, all this shit's happening and nobody pays attention to it. They just fucking stare at him like he's a lunatic. And then it cuts back to Larry and he basically just grabs some electrical wire on the wall that he tears off and electrocutes all these ghoulies off of him which is how electricity works in the real world if you're being attacked by anything whether it be a ghoulie a dog a bear bees mosquitoes grab electrical wire that's just hanging out of the wall and they will leave you and you'll be fine yeah. you can come well, right off you can you can come right I out will of say that, that le- <laughs> like you can just shake that right the, off the acting in that part was Excellent, because Larry was shook the fuck up for a minute. Also, also this goes back into my love for people fighting with puppets yeah. on their body. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I fucking can't get enough of that. Like, when, like, yes. it's yes, not yes. alive, and you have to, like, act for you and the, the puppet. Like, granted, like, the close-ups, you can see the animatronics and the puppetry working. But, like, far away, like, dude, that's just... That's just rubber hanging off your yep. body, and bless your fucking heart. Shaking it because you're it, really going, you're you're really going for it. Like you're really going after it. It it, it, it never looks like a puppet glued to your jeans. It never shakes like that at all, man. So you just keep working no, hard no, no, at no. it, you know. Exactly. Um, I guess they all, for some reason, the carnies find out about this, and they all go to attack, right? Or is it Larry gets out and so does uh Nigel and they go yeah, all he Yeah, up. he runs and um 
he goes around. He's like, help, there's trouble at Satan's Den. And then the strong man comes, the guy who's running the, 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 uh, the, the harem. He runs. He goes to the guys who are in the shooting gallery, gives him a gun. And he's like, I need, tr- I need help. Blah, blah. So they go back and they fight the goobies. And well, they have well, they have before they well, go they have, fight them. You, you you cut back and you see all the people are back inside of the haunted house and they're watching the ghoulies torture the radio boy and um and Grady eyebrows right yeah, yeah they they've got them like uh they got them hemmed up and they love it they're just like yeah yeah and and. They're the two dudes being tortured are screaming like help help help. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. Yeah, and you you hear someone off ADR, you hear someone go like, "Oh, they're monkeys," and you're <laughs> like, "What?" I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was out of fucking nowhere. And so they come in, they break the whole fucking thing up, and they start shooting him. And oh my god, then, uh, the way Larry holds that gun when uh. The carnies come in. He, what was that about? Like, what was that about? He holds that gun like it's eighty-five pounds. He points he it like so fucking, directly. It's crazy. It looks like James Woods in like fucking video drone with like his hand turns into a gun. He's just holding it. Like, what the fuck are you even doing with that thing, dude? I know it's so bizarre too. When they all run in, it's like a strong man, a genie, a fucking uh, fire breather, and then Larry, just some random kid. You remember the fire oh, breathers there too trying to he has a water bottle full of <laughs> and, and it's like it's like it's like okay what are you what are you doing? Yeah. What's happening here? You just he like blows fire like one time and it's like all right, thanks thanks for showing up. But uh you could just kind of go. Yeah, all right, get out of here, man. It's like, <laughs> it's literally a circus. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, you're not wrong. And like the they the uh you know nosy Steve uh spits green shit all over the strong man. <laughs> yeah. And then uh fucking uh Dr. Stuff the the bit stuff shirt uh what's his face? Harden. He blows a Harden, hole. Yeah. yeah, Harden. He blows a hole in the side of the funhouse. But- they go, "Ah!" The ghoulie goes, "Ah!" Oh, they're like, "Oh shit." But also at the same time right before that, you realize Harden is fighting with Larry and it's like I don't care if they've killed people. They're going to be gonna make me money. A thousand dollars to whoever can bring me. He's one. all lucrative about it. And then that fucking body falls out of the torture chamber, which is Patty. And yeah, and the it, starting gun. And he was like, oh, shit. Because he's like, you got nothing on me about them hurting anybody. And then Patty. Yeah, and falls then she out. falls yeah. out and she's she's fucked. And he's like, uh, that's when you start to see fucking stuffed shirt, man lose his shit and like he grabs the gun and like blows the hole in the, the side of the fucking funhouse yeah. and they go wow and then they just fuck off so the ghoulies are loose in the carnival in the carnival and you see and you see the stop motion you see their little hoodie legs and their little feet and they're running and uh then you see like big frog boy scooting around on his little tummy yep you know yep. His, hip, his 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 hip dysplasia um they're playing games is, they're like they're play- okay, so I have to I have to talk about this. I have to talk about this. So the, the shooting, shooting gallery, gallery part, yeah. <laughs> the shooting gallery part. So this scene for me is the movie. <laughs> this is so great. I don't disagree. So, so you have you have at least three three of them at the shooting gallery. So it's like uh, Catboy is like shooting at 
uh, Nosy Steve. And Frog and, Boy. And Frog Boy. So you have the cat boy like shooting with the gun and he's going, like, visually getting mad that he's not hitting the, the targets. So then you have like Nosy Steve, but he's doing like the, the creeping, like the side, by, the side, the, the shooting out of the, the, the do, do, do. Do, 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 like back and forth with the thing and it's just he just keeps going back and forth on the thing and like the shooting it's just fucking fine it's really hard to explain what's happening no, you yeah. just have to watch this. no it is because this whole part is like fantastic. like a, a carnival they, it's like a montage, montage. Of, yeah 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 it's like a montage of like silliness and just people getting murdered because you see at, at the same time right after the shooting gallery scene you see a small guy trying to punch a punching bag in one of those like oh my god contests. and then a bigger guy's like get out of here you small dude or whatever he I says. don't need no glove I don't need no yeah, glove and he punches the thing and it goes around a bunch of times it goes around a bunch of times the second time and then what happens is the cat is it the cat that falls into a punching glove? Oh no 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 no! Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Can so, you can you explain this for somebody, <laughs> please? Okay, so uh, Catboy he crawls into the boxing glove. It shows. Well, you can't really tell what's going on at first because the boxing glove. It looks is like probably it's, it looks like it's giant, or you can't tell it's big. But one of the other ghoulies is pushing it off of a shelf or the roof. Yeah, you don't really know what it is, but like when it's on the ground. It looks like the size of a suitcase, and I guess you don't really. I guess that depth perception kind of is supposed to be just skewed here. So what happens is this scene takes too long. It takes too long. It's too much setup. So what happens is is that fucking you know, Catboy pushes a boxing glove off of this thing onto the ground. He crawls into it. Meanwhile, no one can see this happening at a full-on carnival. Can see this demon from hell crawling into a boxing glove. He's crawling into it. Then oh yeah, he's on the ground. He, yeah. he he jumps in the air in the boxing glove, ejects himself. They show him going like like do 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 like you know million dollar man across the the the, the, the across the field yep. and punch this dude in the back of the head, knocks him out, and knocks him out. Yep. So now it's turning into silly. Yeah, I mean if it wasn't already silly before, now we're full on like. Ghoulies are funny. Here we go. Ghoulies, uh, and, and then a clown is attacked in his own... Uh, he gets his arm eaten yeah, off. He gets his arm eaten off. And then you have um, the main ghoulie disassembles Little a bugger. ride. And then as he disassembles a ride, they, they're they kind of like in one of those spinning... Not a spinning... Dude, that's my fear. That's my fear. That is my full-on fear of going to any uh, fair... Uh, carnival, Carowinds, uh, amusement park ride, being on one of those like arm things that flings you out like the octopus rides. Yeah. One of those things flying off. Yep. Me sailing off into the night. That's my those, fear. Those people fly off into the Gravitron and blow the fuck up. That's the biggest explosion I've ever seen. Do you like it? No. It's like an yeah, electrical it, white explosion. Way too big. Yeah. I was like, they fly in. I was like, they fly into the Himalayan and it's electrical fire. But it, it's, it's like a Gravitron because it's like contained yeah. inside. You can't see yeah. in there. And then people come stumbling out of the doors. You think that's enough? These ghoulies get on top of the bumper cars. and they, Oh, my God. They, this is the best thing. They knock a girl out and she falls out of her car. And then they run over her. 
How do you do that? How do you run over another human being with a bumper car? Not possible. You can't even run over like a, a hamburger bun in a fucking bumper car. It, like, how did he do that? And it shows it going like like a monster truck. Like, that's not real. I mean, granted, it's it's a movie, but still like, wow, that's bananas. Yep. Yep. I agree. I didn't understand. I love that. It was still funny to watch the the, the frog ghoulie try to do it, though. <laughs> I love how, like, they all pick, like, different points of chicanery in the carnival yep. to, 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 to wreak havoc on. Yep. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking great. Like, they're just like, well, I'm going to go over here. Like, see a, a ghoulie, like, a, 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 some sort of a monster from hell drive a bumper car over a person. Like, dude, that's a poster. I love that. I'm, 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 I show up for that. I'm here for that. That's so great. They decide that they have to try to stop this with magic, and as as with any problem, so they try. The solution to is do incantations, and people are running everywhere at this carnival by this point because they realize these ghoulies are out there, and this is where the ADR shit comes into play quite well. It's beautiful. People are just screaming. You hear all kinds of weird things recorded and shoved into this movie. I love it so much. You just, if you watch this movie for any reason, listen to the ADR, all the weird things people say in the background. But you find out Mr. Harden is going to the bathroom and you finally get that ghoulie in a toilet scene. Oh, yes, you do. That This was the thing. This was the payoff that everyone has been waiting for. People always, this is like a big uh, throw up your hands moment for the Ghoulies franchise because the first Ghoulies poster promised, not given. You get like a little thing, but that's just because the production company told you to, to you had to do it because it was in the poster. Right. This one, he got it in the end. Yeah, literally. For real. So Harden's in the bathroom. He's in there. He locks the door. He's like, it's not your fault. Blah, blah, blah. It's fine. You're not in trouble. So he goes in there and he fucking he drops his he drops his fucking pants. He tries to take a duke. And little booger is in there because you see him. And then it shows, or you hear like a this huge chomping sound, and it shows Harden. And I mean, like, he is screaming. Yeah. Like it shows him like, holy shit, there's a truck inside my ass. <laughs> I mean like screaming. I've never had a ghoulie chewing my private parts away. So and or asshole and or butt cheeks like you don't really know what's happening it's no. awful larry and nigel have gotten this this book from ned's trunk his magic trunk for the incantations and they start saying the incantations and your buddy bat sack what do you call him bat sack bat sack bat sack Fly, flies in and takes this goddamn book from them and takes it to the top of the Ferris wheel. I love his sound because he just comes in and goes, Yeah, it's, just, he, he's gone. And then Nicole, which is the girl that Larry's been involved with, uh, one of Pumpkinhead Girl. Yeah, Pumpkinhead Girl, decides she will climb up there and get it, gets the book, throws it down. There's, I mean, the the banshee ball sack bat guy swoops her once, and she almost falls, but nothing too climactic. I feel like that wasn't like enough effort for a hell. No, piece. like if you figure you're from like another dimension of suffering, 
you're going to at least give her at least four to five passes. Like two, that's lazy. You're going to get fired when you get back. Yeah. Here, bro. I feel the same you way. You can't do that. It was lame. Lazy. So they, they do the incantation and the ground starts shaking. The special effects of this ground, it looks like they put them on a gigantic ply wood piece of wood and poured sand like a- all over it and then made them shake on it. It is not I mean, that's probably what happened, right? Like it looks like six two by fours that have sand on it with a tarp on top of it. And they're just someone's just jumping up and down and I'm like, oh my God, the ground is shaking. You're like, oh <laughs> yeah. it sure is. It's it, it's Nigel and Larry on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here comes the here comes the hell. So they 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 use an incantation, and what it does is it calls a giant ghoulie who looks just like the main ghoulie. I call him Big Regional Manager Ghoulie. <laughs> Assistant to the Regional Manager Ghoulie. Okay. Exactly. He he's a big uh, he's a uh, a father booger ghoulie, and he he doesn't seem to care much about the humans at first. To me, he goes right after the little ghoulies. Yeah, he's extermination. He's like uh, Winston Wolf from you know Pulp Fiction. He's here to solve problems, and he goes around and he's basically just finding and consuming all the ghoulies he eats, that are. He eats Catboy and the. He eats all of them except for one, right? Dude, uh, well, he does that, but, like, man, I'm going to tell you, like, when he kills Nosy Steve, that sucked. That made me sad because yeah. not only did he eat him, he smashed him. Smashed with him with a, a hammer, yeah. Yeah, with a hammer, and then when he, did, he dies, and then you're like, oh, buddy, and then he eats him. Nosy, All the other ones he just Nosy Steve fly. was my favorite. Nosy Steve, you know, he had a, I think he had the best backstory to me. What's his backstory? Uh, he's far too nosy, which is why he got his fucking brain smashed in by you know, regional manager ghoulie. Saw too much. Didn't know his place. Fucking nosy Steve, you bitch. What are you gonna do? So yeah, he's walking through. He's eating all the ghoulies. He's finding them in like popcorn machines. He's he's grabbing them. He grabs Bat Boy out of the air. He's walking super slow. You can tell that the fucking stunt dude in this is really walking like heel to toe. Dude, it is a like, big fucking suit. Yeah, it's like it's like five feet something. It looks so cool, although PS. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it looks really fucking cool. Like all like this shit is still like on the this looks really good. Uh, looks for amazing. the time period. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And John Carl Beekler standards, it is fucking amazing. This gigantic Gooly is now trying to be tricked by Larry and Nicole and Nigel. Well, because he's trying to eat Nigel. Yeah. He thinks That's Nigel right. is right. a ghoulie because Nigel is oh a, he's a little person. And he's like, I'm just bone and gristle. And he's like, Bah! And then Larry and Nicole grab Nigel up and whisk him away to his trailer. And as they do, they grab him by his underarms. And then Nigel, so fast, they I pick him up like quickly. He's gone. Yeah. So they end up in this trailer, and they decide to use Nigel's monkey suit, monkey goblin hobgoblin horned costume. He fills it with clothes. He grabs a bottle of booze and empties the booze out. He's like, "Give me some kerosene." And he grabs kerosene that you just have in your house. Oh, that was a good burgundy. That was a good burgundy. You wasted. This is a good burgundy. 
and he pours kerosene into a thing. He makes a Molotov cocktail. He, he makes this monkey suit full of clothes and the Molotov cocktail. And he lights the, the fuse, which is out of the eye, puts the Molotov cocktail uh, gorilla goblin outside and says, Bon appetit, motherfucker, and comes to eat the thing because everyone knows that Molotov cocktail is just essentially like a bomb. That's not how they work. And not so, at all. The, so, uh, big father, F- father Ghoulie comes up and starts to <laughs> father Ghoulie. I love that. Eat, yeah, eat the gorilla clothes and kerosene on fire, and it looks so awkward because when he eats it, it's 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 way bigger than the the, the head is, and he's going like ah ah ah. And you see it like he's eating it and then it cuts away for like a second and he's like pushing it down and pushing it down and, and he like eats it. And then he's like, oh, yum. And then he starts to act like, oh, something's wrong. And they're all like, oh, yeah, here comes the explosion. And then it cuts to a bunch of like three shots in on just a small miniature of him with his arms super down by his side and just explodes. Yep. And then so he just explodes. So grandfather ghoul grandfather gooby is no more grandfather ghoul ghoulman is uh is no longer and he explodes oh but it i love that uh larry says before he gives him that suit he says bon appetit motherfucker yeah and you're like oh cool That's, uh... <laughs> you, don't, you don't think that was cool i thought it was funny no i loved it that's what i would say to any kind of a uh, uh some sort of a, a demon uh Possibly aquatic creature from hell. <laughs> I would I would say that. Yeah. And yeah, and so yeah, when they're when they're when they're done, it shows like the cops the next day at the craft services yep. table again. <laughs> Back at the craft. And yeah. you hear like somebody going like, Oh, those kids were just playing that heavy metal devil music, man. That's all that was about. Oh yeah, that was that uh that oh my god. That redneck lady who was the Yeah. And she was like, I can't do nothing but sling these old bones around, so I'm just going to stay here. Yuck. And then um, Nicole and Larry leave. Uh, Larry and Nicole give up on the carny life, and they miraculously have a fucking VW Bug convertible. Where did that even come from? I don't know. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. And then you cut back to the bathroom where Harden died. And the main ghoulie still there and laughs. <laughs> exactly. And then you get the lead into Wasp's timeless classic, Scream Until You Like It. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Like laughing. Yuck, 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 yuck. I was getting ready to say, I was ready to turn this off. I'm like, oh, <laughs> how dare you? I will, I will freak out on you if you speak ill of Blackie Lawless. That was ghoulies too. <laughs> yeah. That. I fucking love this movie. It is like, what am I going to say? It's okay. Choose your words carefully. I'm it's, trying it's to because I, I do. The, I do the same thing. I I want to like I want to emphasize, but I don't want to overemphasize when I talk about these. I fucking like this movie a lot more than I thought I would. I think um, the version I saw, even on YouTube, because it's free on YouTube with ads. That's true. I did not even know that until about about two weeks ago. Thank you, Andy, for letting me know. This movie looks excellent. 
It is. It's like a Blu-ray rip on YouTube. Yeah, uncut. Yeah, it's fantastic. Check it the fuck out. It's fucking for free. And even though it's eighty-seven, it looks like a fun. I don't know. It's the the spec. The special effects are not bad. Even the fucking um, the claymation shit. It looks good. It looks fun. It's. Uh, I like it. It's all around a good time. Maybe I'm a little jaded. I like things that are a little campy and stuff, but I think it did a really good job visually for what it was doing. I guess I'm <laughs> comparing it to the first Ghoulies, maybe. <laughs> but well, the first Ghoulies, the, the word visual effects are used very lightly in that. Right, movie. but this one is um, they do a good job. Like everything's practical. I mean, at that point, everything is practical, right? But. Yeah. I just I enjoyed it. I just thought it aesthetically was very pleasing. The acting is what it is. It's not terrible. Um nobody's moved their careers because of this movie, but I mean, we like awful movies. Yeah, we 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 have like yeah, awful worse movies. No, I still like those movies. Is what I'm No, saying. and we do. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Uh, so yeah, this this movie to me is wonderful. It's like um, a campier. I, I hate to keep doing this, but it's a campier fucking Gremlins and darker Gremlins. I guess back then, evil, evil Gremlins. It's, well, it's like Evil, evil Dead evil Gremlins. <laughs> exactly. It's like a, 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 a yeah, a defer to like a darker, a silly thing. It's like Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I loved it. It was good. It was fun. I appreciate your pick. Yay! I won. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. As as Daniel said, this was uh, one of my picks. Um, like I said when I was talking about this movie, holds a very odd place in. I don't want to say my heart, but my mind. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I like a movie that can check a lot of boxes. Uh, most of those boxes are a silly story. Yeah. Uh, really cool, like really cool schlocky effects. Um, funny dialogue, a, a good soundtrack, if that can be a thing. Um, and I feel like that kind of period from like 85 to like 89 is a good uh, time period for that kind of film. Uh, this this film, I think, encapsulates that kind of mentality where you have John Carr Beekler, Firing on all cylinders. I love that man. I love uh, the things that he does, his, his directing, like whatever. People talk garbage about him. I think he's great. I think it's one of those movies that I said at the beginning of this that is superior to its predecessor. I would agree with Ghoulies that, one, yeah. Which, uh, don't, don't get me wrong, like Ghoulies 1, I love. Uh, the rest of the Ghoulies franchise after this, I can't really... Uh, show up for because you get into like ghoulies go to college. Oh yeah, and no, no, no. it starts to get real fucking stupid, and they start to have they start drinking beer and they start talking and wearing clothes and trying to get chicks and Kane Hodder's in there somewhere, and it's a nightmare to 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 behold. But um, it's a fun movie. Um, I think it's it's really good, especially if you don't take yourself way too seriously, and if you do watch hard to have a good time. I think this falls right into the crevice of a good time, a good little creature. It doesn't weigh too hard on the creature. At, well, it does weigh too, 
on the creature aspect, but not too hard on like the this is the devil and this, that, and the other. It's just it's just fun. It's just silly and it's a good time. Yes. I think it encapsulates that whole thing of just like silly satanic creature fun. Um one hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's fun. And if you don't like it, that's fine. And if you do like it, good for you. There's uh there's a couple <laughs> more. You don't you don't have to watch them. Uh, watch every one, one of them. Yeah, kidding? this was a um this was one of the last um uh full moon features. Um this this movie actually got put into the um the satanic moral panic of the 80s. Really? Uh, yeah, it was accusing, you know, it was like it got put into the the whole um thing of, you know, this was perpetuating satanism among the youth and like all that shit. That is um, insane to me. So yeah, it was like glamour. They that that thought it was like glamorizing witchcraft. Like this movie was a lot more uh, dark in its original cutting, uh, which I would do want. Like apparently the Blu-ray of this, it's got a lot more gore in it. Um, well, that's kind of how Gremlins was too. They exactly they cut yeah. it. They they filmed it a certain way with a lot of gore and shit, and then they realized that it wouldn't be able to be sold that way with Spielberg and whoever on it. Was it uh, Dante? Yeah, Joe Dante and uh, Steven Spielberg yeah. was uh, producing. Um, That's when Spielberg was doing like Poltergeist with Toby yep. Hooper and stuff like that. And they realized, oh, okay, we can't sell it this way, so they cut it back way more. And I feel like Ghoulies might have done the same thing, you know? Well, because if you well because if you look at Gremlins even now in its cut state, that movie's dark as fuck. Like you go into like the Phoebe Cates uh, dad dying in the chimney story. That's awful. Like that whole story is awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Y- you go you go into uh, the first sighting of the Gremlins when the mom's fighting off the Gremlins. Like that Gremlin is coming at her from a tree with red eyes with a knife. Yeah. That sucks. That's terrifying. To this day, I'm like that scene freaks me. I'm like, that sucks. If that happened to me, I don't know what I would do. Like, I would. That's a nightmare. <laughs> so, like, visually, yeah, and like the 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 teacher that gets stabbed in the ass, the hyperdermal, oh yeah, gets yeah, killed. Like those people are dying. <laughs> like that's not like slapstick Bugs Bunny shit. Like they're dead on screen, and it was supposed to be way darker than that. So I feel like. This was they. They also did the same thing with this, but to market it, and they try to make it like more silly, you know, and you know, in, in hyphens, to to be like, oh, ghoulie, which was the whole premise of the whole uh, the advertising campaign, like ghoulies, they'll get you in the end again, which was the the tagline of the first one to bite you in the ass, which it didn't, but this one they really did. Um, so yeah. Uh, also, like a lot of the night scenes in the carnival were shot on uh, a soundstage in Rome. A lot of the extras only spoke Italian, which I said. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fun movie. It looks really cool. Like I said, I'm a sucker for carnival movies. Yeah. For, for nighttime car- Like even, like honestly, like even uh, Child's Play 3, that, 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 that uh, carnival scene at the end, the military camp one. When they go and that's like the big spook house with like the big grim reaper and he cuts off Chucky's face. Like, I love that shit. I don't know why I'm just a sucker for fucking nighttime carnivals, dude. I love it. Yep. I loved Big Top Pee Wee for that same reason. Call me crazy. That's it. No, why, that, why would that be crazy? That's a fantastic. Uh, that's that's a good comparison, dude. 
the the night carnival scenes from the great outdoors when he's at that that town oh yeah that town that town carnival so yeah i would give this movie um at least a eight and a half out of ten um i would just give it well actually fuck it i'll give it a nine out of ten i like this movie a lot it's fun it's in my wheelhouse of a good time not take yourself too seriously and you know just have fun with the movie well that's that's the thing about it is it's not even an hour and a half well it's hour and 29 minutes yeah in the grand scheme of things as a great film i would give it a five as a fun film in the realm of 80s horror fun films i would give it an eight nine two okay. yeah okay i would probably yeah i would give it like a six and then an eight or a nine i'll say it was six and a nine you know what i mean yeah six and nine yeah uh, <laughs> ooh. unfortunately dustin's not here to give us taglines so we're not even gonna try. Honk, 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 honk. All right, what's the uh, final? What's the final quote tonight, Andy? Because this is your pick. My favorite line from the whole movie, and I said it tonight, but I'm gonna say it again. I've got the DTs. I'm seeing things.